0: I'm excited to welcome our new sponsor, Reconstruction. You all know that What is Black's mission is to help raise healthy and thriving Black children. And one way to do this is through education. For many of our youth, they aren't taught about Black culture, Black people, or their contributions to American and world history. Reconstruction provides identity affirming education for Black students by providing a world class curriculum that is affordable, high quality, and taught in small online classes. Created by a dream team of experts, they seek to empower students in our community. They teach more than reading and math. They inspire kids and help them reimagine their possibilities. To learn more and sign up for a class, go to reconstruction.us. For 10% off any fall class, you can use promo code WHATISBLACK. That's W-H-A-T-I-S-E-L-A-C-K. Last season, we discussed reimagining systems and institutions to better serve families raising Black children and teens. This season, we're pivoting. Over the break between seasons three and four, I thought more about the why of starting the podcast and eventually an entertainment media company with the same name. I learned my why is grounded in story. I want to create and amplify the stories for and by Black people. Each of us has a story. What is Black is a question that each of us can answer uniquely. How we answer it is our story to tell. So, welcome to season four. Welcome to What is Black, a podcast centering the stories of Black people and culture to help raise affirmed, empowered, healthy, and thriving Black children and teens. Hello everyone, and welcome to What is Black? Season 4. And I'm so excited that um, Jay Coles has joined us for a conversation about his upcoming book. But by the time this comes out, the book will already be out, Things We Couldn't Say. So welcome, Jay, to the program.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Jay Coles. I'm the author of Things We Couldn't Say. And the my debut novel was Tyler Johnson Was Here. Um, and I'm also a contributor in the recent Number one New York Times bestseller, uh, "Black Boy Joy." Oh, I've heard so much about
0: about <laughs> Black Boy Joy. I've seen a lot, a lot of great information, but mm-hmm. I know we're here to talk about this lovely book here. <laughs> Things we couldn't say. All right. Thank you. So before we get started, um, Jay. So I don't. So I don't misrepresent your wonderful words. If you can tell us a little bit, like give us a give us a brief summary of of the book.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Things we couldn't say. Also have a copy here. Um, have the hard cover um which is so lovely i love the little um the gold like teardrops or raindrops um on the cover of the book um it is about um a high school black boy named um geo um who is kind of the star of his high school's basketball team um he is um he has the best friends um he really is obsessed with music and making playlists Um, His favorite band is also my favorite band, which is Paramore. Um, So there's a lot of references to that band and to just music and pop culture. Um, But really it follows um, just kind of his journey of grieving the fact that his birth mother walked out on him and his family when he was a little boy. Um, And one day, um, this isn't a spoiler, but one day she returns into his life with kind of this explanation of why she left. Um, And he has to make the decision, the really tough decision on whether or not he wants to accept her apology and to kind of uh, reunite with her and have a relationship with her moving forward or to kind of just move on um, with his life. And he's faced with a lot of complicated um, questions related to family, related to identity, related to uh, abandonment um, and being abandoned by um, his mother. Meanwhile, he's also falling in love with a boy on his basketball team um which complicates everything a little further.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he and and I think that's what I like about this character right because I mean could I think with any you know you wrote the you wrote the book right but again there's so many layers that you have with the character and I'm always interested to learn to learn about writers journeys right so is there a favorite part that you had writing the book and a least favorite part in writing the story
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my favorite part um of writing this, this book was, I mean, again, like I got to write just kind of this nerdy character who really loved music and playlists. And I really love making playlists and I mean, for every season of my life, I've probably been making some sort of playlists, um, to go with just kind of how I'm feeling or what's going on in my life at that time. And I felt like getting to put pieces of myself into the different characters in the book was probably my favorite um part about writing things we couldn't say um my least favorite scene um or the hardest thing for me to write was um the ending um i really struggled with you know which direction i wanted you know the ending to to go um i wanted to obviously leave Gio on a note of hope um but i also wanted to be really realistic um for him and so i felt like as I was kind of like, i I'm such a pantser the way that I write, like I was letting kind of the characters show me, you know, where I was headed. And when I found out the ending, I was like, Oh no. Like, um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but, uh, that was probably the least favorite part for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I, I loved how you ended it as well, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, for me, like the one, the one scene that, well, a couple of scenes that really got, got me. Yeah. And was the, was learning by his mom, right? The abandonment of his mom, right? The things he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I was like, that was really personal for me. I mean, my experience, my personal experience as I got older, um, learning about, um, my biological father. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't have the relationship that, um, Gio had in the book. Right. But it's like, it's a, it's an enduring thing, right? If yeah. there is someone, um, you know this bond, right? This that you're supposed to have, right? You know, a father daughter, daughter son mm-hmm. bond, and then someone breaks that trust, right? Breaks that, and so I just, you know, for me that was like, oh my god, that like hit that hit home for me, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad.
0: So, and I, and I think that's like the this power of story, right? The ability that even someone, you know, as old as me, right? I have, I have, <laughs> I've had kids as young as Gio, right?
1: Sure. Of yeah. being a
0: mom and then just kind of even having like this generational um, relationship to the book, even though I'm not a teenager, but I could still I could still find things that relate it yeah. to my to my personal story.
1: No, that's awesome. I, I mean, that, I feel like that is the goal for for writers, especially goal, the goal of like young adult writers is to you know write a, a story that's like incredibly timely and relatable um, for our primary audience, obviously for young adults, but also for, you know, like people of all ages are reading, you know, YA these days, you know, adults, people in their, you know, thirties, forties, fifties and up and, and even some middle graders are are reading y- young adult. And so writing stories and, you know, a, a, a wide range of characters and things we couldn't say, um, was important to me. I, I wanted, you know, not only the teenagers in the book to be important, but also like Gio's little brother, you know, and, and the parents as well, and the, and the older people as well.
0: Yeah, I think you really, I mean, I think you really create um, like a real like relatable, relatable characters, right? And even the arc of many of the characters, they intersect at some point, and I think they, I'm not giving away any spoilers, but I think there's a <laughs> lot of parallels, right, between um, Gio and his friends and their experiences, um, and you kind of create like a really broad, you know, broad view um, and kind of take a deep dive into their personal, you know, personal lives, yeah. which are, you know, which which I think is really great. Again, going back to that layering.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean that was really important to me. I hate reading stories where like the side characters feel like super flat and unrelatable, or they're there for like one specific purpose and that's it, right? Like whether that's comedic relief or um, this is just a side token black friend, you know, like that kind of thing. Like I wanted to actively avoid those things in writing things we couldn't say and that's definitely like even if I'm being honest about my journey as a writer it's like an area of growth for me like compared to like my debut where I felt like you know like looking back one thing I would change about my debut is like rounding out my characters a little bit more <laughs> especially those side characters
0: mm-hmm. well I think you did it you know you <laughs> you did a great job with this one um and I know you'll get you've had more you'll have more opportunities to to do that Mm-hmm. But I did want to did want to circle back again like we talked about this complexity and layering uh, and this well-roundedness of your characters and the the real life issues, right, that are faced by your main your main protagonists as well as the friends. And so, and and how you write a story, you know, to make it both relatable and dealing with difficult topics, I was curious. I was wondering, do the issues faced by the characters come first or is it the story first? Or maybe mm-hmm. are they are they the same?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I've ever, ever thought about it um, in those kinds of ways, but I find it really interesting. Um, I guess off the top of my head, I would say, like, it's it it all started for me with the characters. Like, I couldn't get Geo and his story, like, out of my head um, over the last year, like, plus, like, I was like, I have to write the story. Um, and as I started, like, you know, putting down on paper Geo's story and kind of got got to know Geo, you know, in the first couple of chapters as I was like drafting, I was like, oh man, like there's a lot of things that he's dealing with, you know, like internally and externally, right? There's like emotional things and trauma and wounds and pain that he's wrestling with and grief and, you know, longings and, and desires that he has. But also like he's in, you know, a neighborhood that's very impoverished and he is you know, in an under-resourced school. And uh, he lives in a, in a in a place where there is prejudice, and, you know, like all these things. And I was like, man, like, I don't want to ignore those things when I'm writing his story. Like, dis- you know, despite those issues that kind of like are or like side things that he has to navigate, like even though those aren't like the, the focal point of the story, um, I still wanted to like write those with care um, and make sure that I address them um, instead of saying, oh, here's a thing, you know, like he's going to ignore it kind of thing. But I felt like it was very important, even going back to being able to like write well-rounded characters to show how realistic it is for. um, Yeah, like we're all going through things like, just, you know, like we we all don't have this this one thing that we're dealing with. We have so many other things, you know, big and small that we're wrestling through. And so I wanted that to be true for my characters as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I and I think, um, again, the way, you know, again, the arc of the book, right, beginning to end, I feel like it's a snapshot in time, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just thinking myself, like, I mean, if you could capture a snap snapshot in time, right, of yourself as, you know, 7, 16, 17, right, you think about, does that also infu- infuse your story, right? Do you ever think, in, do you ever think in terms of snapshots? I mean, I don't think I do. I mean, I think in some ways I do, but not, not, not consciously think of it, right? Because I think about, oh, you know, especially having um, having a teenage son. You know, like when I go to co- when I when when we visit my college, like I'll have flashbacks, like oh, when I was in college <laughs> and my experiences, right? So that's my snapshot in time and all the stuff I dealt with. And I and again, I love that in the book, right? You can, but I don't know. I was just I was just thinking as we were as you were mentioning um,
1: yeah.
0: your story, the story, the character kind of coming first.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I feel like. I had several of those moments right like as i was writing the story those kind of snapshot moments i mean i don't know if um you know this but i mean the high school that geo goes to in the book was the high school i went to (laughs) um and he lived in the same side of town i lived in and you know like all these things i was like oh yeah like you know like it, it was very easy for me to be like oh i remember when I was at that school and like, you know, I had a teacher who said this to me and now Gio has a teacher that's saying the similar thing, you know, like um, and it was just really, really interesting just to have those moments where I'm like kind of reminiscing and, and looking back and also like seeing the, you know, the ways that I've been shaped by the experiences I had that are similar to the ones that Gio has.
0: All right. So. Gio may grow up to become a,
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Or
0: you know whatever 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 he aspires aspires to be because I think right now I mean I'm, I'm trying to be more conscious of when I meet young people because I always you know I always tell people like I'm a pediatrician so I see a lot of young people yes. every day and so you know I'm, when especially when I have a high school student or a senior I'm seeing like I'm I'm i hesitant to say oh so what do you want to be when you grow up right I'm like oh what are your interests are right so I'm just yeah. really trying to trying to about the person and not you know an expectation Yeah,
1: yeah
0: but you know but again reading reading books like yours i was just thinking i you know it's very helpful um for me i think to also kind of sometimes relate to my to the patients i see or even you know the young people i meet um because again these books are such um such great tools and gems i think for um having opening conversations right? and I, and I love, I love these books, right. To be able to do that. And again, all the issues that you hit, love, friendship, um, trauma, I mean, all those are very, very real, right. The
1: yeah.
0: to a, for a lot of kids.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think like, I mean, so I've spent a lot of time like in the classroom, like I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with middle schoolers and young adults in high school. And I know like, you know, just hearing their stories, that there's often, unfortunately, like, a lot of deeper things that are going on at home or in their lives that, like, they don't feel the freedom to, like, share, or to talk about, um, because, you know, unfortunately, with the way that our school system is set up, like, there's not a whole lot of space for, you know, those kinds of stories to be told or to be talked about, you know, not every student is enrolled in counseling, you know, or anything like that, yeah. um, and so I felt like, yeah, like, I, I wanted to, it's very important to me to write about, like, you know, childhood wounds and childhood trauma that might sometimes be hidden, like, you know, even though there's no, like, abuse, per se, you know, because I think that's, that's some of the things that we think about when we, you know, think about trauma or, like, different forms of abuse. I wanted to talk about trauma that might be a little hidden or a little, like, um, you know, something you can't really see that's not really tangible, like the fact that this kid, you know, when he was just eight or nine years old, you know, was abandoned by his mom and that has affected him in ways that he doesn't even imagine until like, he kind of snaps, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to talk about, it. cause I mean, I've heard stories like that from, from kids in middle school, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, man, like, I, I want to write a story where you can feel like, Oh, you, you can feel seen, you know, uh, because of that. So.
0: What I, what I also like as well um, are the care, the other characters, the adult characters um, that are in Gio's life as well, that provide um, some, some solitude, some, a place to kind of help him, you know, kind of deal, right. Um, they're trusted adults in his life. Right. So it's not, so he, he has people that are rooting yeah. for him, you know, which is, which I think is important.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I am a part of this like non-existent movement to, include you know the parents and the parental figures and the guardian figures like in YA uh, because I feel like for a long time in YA we've kind of been in this like mentality that like oh it's best to get the parents out of the picture as quickly as possible so we can only focus on you know the protagonist who's a young adult but I was like man like there's so much story you know storytelling to be done um by including the parents as um Main characters too, you know, and mm-hmm. and I wanted Gio to have support systems and even like adult figures who aren't the best. You know, I wanted to show the range of that and how the, those affect him, um, and affect the side characters too.
0: Yeah, because again, I think I mean, I think again in terms of like, um, I don't know what the right the right word for it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say foils, I guess might be mm-hmm. might be the right word, right? Just someone to play off of, right? Because I think even in real life, right. When we, we have relationships, right. Those relationships, good, bad, and different, they shape who we are. And especially those formative years really, um, really shape who you can become or can, can squash you. Right. And just like you said, either make you unseen or make you feel seen. Right. And that all the difference that when someone sees you and again, when you, and then I think the other beautiful thing too, right. Is, you know, the intention of, you know, the, the, like you said, the um, cover art, right. See mm-hmm. This beautiful brown boy, right. Um, is important. So, so I just want to, just want to touch on uh, a little bit about, you know, you you say you, you contributed to black boy joy. And this sort of ties into, you know, my, you know, one of the questions I forwarded to you. So Kwame Balia, um, I interviewed him and and Joel McCanan, so they you know they wrote the book on the gate the Last Gate of the emperor, yeah, and in that book he talked about the power of story, but I'd also love to maybe follow that up, not only ask you the questions about the power of story but also the power of joy, mm-hmm. and get your thoughts about that in terms of how that may influence your writing or if it you know what what that what that means to you,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean joy is a very powerful thing, you know, um, and I feel like. It was a it was a huge honor for me to participate in that anthology because when I was presented you know with the with the concept of the idea from Kwame he's like hey do, would you want to write a short story for this anthology and I was like I got a little bit caught off guard because I was like oh man like I had never really written a story about joy you know I had never really written a story about you know a black boy specifically who is you know experiencing joy or pursuing joy because I was like man like a lot of my experience in the world isn't that you know isn't joyful um and so there's something empowering empowering of of me like you know stepping out of my comfort zone almost by you know writing a story solely about this black boy who's joyful you know and um how empowering that is for young people to read and be like oh man like i'm more than my issues or circumstances i am more than like the darkness that follows me um, in this world Uh, and how like excited I am to to see like young um, black and brown boys pick up that anthology um, to pick up stories that I'll write in the future to be like, Oh man, like there's so much joy waiting for me in this life. Um, And something that I write, you know, whether it's a 20 page short story, an anthology or a full length novel that I write in the future being a catalyst for them to like tap into that is something that I feel like is very powerful. Um, And so already like I've seen so many pictures and gotten so many messages from parents of young black boys who've been like, they've read this anthology if they read um, my short story in the anthology and have felt, you know, moved to tears because of just the amount of joy that they get to experience by, you know, reading a book where racism isn't a, you know, isn't a factor in the plot or um, police brutality isn't at the center of a story that has them on the cover, you know, where it's just joy and joy alone Um, feels like, yeah, like we want to protect, you know, our young black boys. Um, We want to be real with them about like, you know, what's in the real world, but at the same time, we want to protect them and to, Say, you know what, like you deserve to have a normal childhood, you know, and a normal yeah, yeah. teenagehood. And I felt like that is, there's something powerful about that.
0: But I would even, you know, push back a little bit in terms of, you know, I think I think the things we couldn't say is ha- has joyful moments. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean I think the fact that, you know, you have this this young man, you know, falling in love and yeah. just, you know just learning about like, okay, I can, I'm seen by someone. I feel safe with someone. Right.
1: Um,
0: I think that's important too.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Cause I think even like, even sometimes when I talk about my book, things we couldn't say, I, I oftentimes can apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry that the story is so sad. Um, but it's like, yeah, like, you know, even hearing you talk about it, it's like, yeah, like there, there are some sad moments, but it's also like, there's a lot of moments where, Geo gets to be joyful and, you know, with his friends and to just be happy and to laugh and to just be who he is. I mean, that's like one of the main themes of the book is like not only accepting who he is, but also like being proud of that um, and that that being a, a, a kind, of, kind of coming of age, breaking free moment for him. There's something very joyful about that for sure. And even like was freeing for me to write. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Again, I think this, you know, recurrent, you know, recurring, recurring things I'm hearing, right? Being seen. Yeah. um, There's a reality that you deal with, but there's also, um, again, the the support that he does have so that he can, he can, he can be his best self, right? And he's learning, he's learning to do that. I think as most adolescents are doing. So, you know, it's very real, very real. Right. Yeah. Which is great. So, Wanted to so so this is kind of new this season. I wanna really find out from my um from my guests, especially my author guests, right? Sure. About how story elevates the idea of raising healthy and thriving black children, right? Because so my podcast is really about, you know, I talk about issues about raising healthy, healthy and thriving black children and teens. And I love to speak with authors because again, I think being a mom and being a pediatrician, right? This is a tool I can tell, I can tell parents, right? You know, if you're having a hard time having, having conversations, can you, you know, you can pick up a book, right? And then sort of maybe, maybe go through the characters, kind of role play through the characters and, and, and try to find some points of interest and in conversation. So I was just wanting to get your thoughts about how do you think your how you think story or story can elevate this idea?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like story or stories in general um can really promote like developing and um encouraging like um you know young black kids you know in you know who are growing up I mean I feel like one instance that I found in my research of because that one thing I was researching was like what are young people experiencing or what are some kind of effects that young people have when they are abandoned by a parent. And so I spent a lot of time researching that. Um, And what I found is that like, we're all like, no matter how old we are, no matter what race we are, like we are all really bad at grief. Mm-hmm. We are all really bad at um, engaging with hard things. <laughs> and um, I feel like, you know, if we're adults who have you know children in our lives who we that are that are under our care um if we're bad at grieving and processing hard things and talking about hard things you know the young people who are in our care are going to be really bad at processing and navigating those hard things and so um an important layer in my book is that there are some of those um parental figures who have to kind of like learn that for themselves of like oh yeah like I need to be helping you know, um, this young person that's under my care, um, kind of process feelings, process hard things, you know, um, and to step in to that role, like almost as counselor, even though we're, you know, you're not, you might not be a licensed counselor. Like you, you know, just there to listen and to encourage, um, them on their, on this journey of life, you know, and, um, to write stories that are things that like evoke empathy, you know, like, I, and again, I hope that's a huge theme of things we couldn't say is that, like, you know, empathy for ourselves, empathy for each other, for our communities, um, for people who are different than us, you know, um, and having those conversations with the young people that are under our care are important and really do foster um, significant positive development, you know, in our our youth. And so, I mean, maybe that's not what you're looking for, but I, I was like, that feels like... Um, the first thing that came to mind is is when i when I did some research
0: oh no I think that's I think that's wonderful I think that's i think that that's very wonderful and again, another reason why I think these you know your book is wonderful <laughs> um so that's another another thing wonderful right
1: thank you
0: well <laughs> so, i mean that's it for that's it for all my questions yeah and it was a l it was lovely to to read the book um and experience um geo geo's world and kind of you know meet his friends and family so i mean that's a that's a wonderful gift um and before we go how can um, listeners learn more about you and um, learn more about the book
1: yeah you can learn more about me um and my book really on my social media platforms um i am on instagram and twitter at mr j coles that's m-r-j-a-y-c-o-l-e-s Um, you can find me on those platforms and interact with me, ask any questions. I've been posting, um, kind of some, some of the blurbs from the book from some of my author friends, um, as well as, um, if you scroll back on some of my social media accounts, like you could see me talking about experiences that I've had writing the book or, or thoughts that I have about it. Um, and actually in the next week, I'm, I'm about to go on a virtual tour, um, and the details to that virtual tour where I'll be talking more about this book and going in depth with some of my close author friends um, um you can find the schedule for that on my instagram and twitter as well um and also my website uh, which is jay so all right this
0: has been wonderful thank you so much jay
1: yeah thank you pleasure being here
0: thanks for listening music and editing for this episode by manny simone we want to grow our community, so please tell a friend about the podcast and let them know that they can subscribe to the podcast wherever they listen to podcasts. Check out our website at whatisblack.co to learn about our work and to sign up for our newsletters to stay up to date about our exciting projects like our upcoming documentary, Reading in Black, Celebrating Black Children's Literature. Until next time, wishing you peace, wellness, and joy, and a reminder that you're seen and matter.